Blog Talk Radio. Show the sideways, smack it, smack it in the air. Let's move it, side to side, smack it in the air. Let's move it, side to side, smack it in the air. Show the sideways, smack it, smack it in the air. Peace, y'all. Peace, peace, peace. You are live. We are live. Here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network, welcome, welcome, welcome to your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology. We are back. We are in full effect. It is the Capricorn full moon today, It uh, tonight. It is the Venus-Jupiter conjunction alignment as of early this morning that we discussed on last week. If you haven't, checked out last week's show, please go back into the archives and do yourself a favor and listen to your full moon and Capricorn horoscopes as well as a ton of other information that will do you some good right now because we already addressed it last week. So before we get too far into today's show, as usual, I definitely want to take a time out to honor and revere and esteem and put on a pedestal uh, our divine ancestors as well as Brother Ampu, who uh, leads this whole charge on the My Astrology Coach, not only radio network, but the website. He's the mastermind. He administered you. And so I definitely want to thank him personally, um, simply because he has definitely given me a divine opportunity to come on here every week talk to y'all about what's going to go on next week, a week out. I'll trip y'all out if I start telling y'all about stuff to come in the months ahead and stuff like that, but we'll take we'll take it slow until we all are on the same page and are mastering our destinies successfully together. Uh, speaking of which, feel free, if you are not on the line and would like to call in, you can call in just to listen. You can call in to actually chat if you um, raise your hand after you call in. But the call-in number is area code 818-369-0368. If you're already on the line, I see you. Uh, definitely you can raise your hand You can by pressing the number 1 on the keypad, and I'll go ahead and bring you on the show. Uh, definitely if y'all have any observations that you've been making concerning um, Saturn retrograde, and Scorpio right now, uh, we discussed that a few shows back before it regressed. If you have anything about Neptune retrograde, any of my Pisces ascendants or Pisces risings out there, I'm sure y'all may have some interesting insights to give us. Um, and definitely the Capricorn full moon today, the Venus-Jupiter alignment today, uh, feel free to jump on in uh, by pressing 1 and we can um, discuss it. So let's get started, guys. Uh, I, I Before we get started, I just must, I mean, this is, I didn't realize how much this experience of we're about, what, five shows in? I, I didn't realize before getting started that this experience would change me so much. I've I've long been charting my uh, horoscope, my personal horoscope, um, uh, consistently for a, a couple of years now. And so I've long 
seen and utilized the value, the treasure, the tool that um, following along with these transits provide and getting ahead of these energies and these transits by setting your intentions to, uh, you know, perform and utilize the energy in the highest expression possible. But, I mean, <laughs> I guess, you know, with this full moon in Capricorn, I've already gotten a couple of calls from clients, some personal uh, people that I'm in personal relationship with. Uh, they have had some remarkable experiences so far between yesterday and today with the energy. And, the, of course, the full moon's this evening, but these events aren't going to occur at 9.19 tonight, Central Standard Time. These events have been building up one upon the other. This full moon simply means manifestation. This full moon simply means shining a light. This full moon is simply happening amidst a very Capricorn, Saturnian energy that I want to say it doesn't play. Um, but I don't want it to sound like the way Mars doesn't play with its aggressiveness and violence or the way that Pluto doesn't play with its utter, <laughs> you know, depth and transformation that it can cause. But uh, Cap- Capricorn and Saturn, Saturn doesn't play in the way of being serious, in the way of being structured, in the way of being restricting, in the way of being limiting, um, in the way of demanding hard work. Uh, but equally so in the way of pro- providing the success and the rewards that come from that hard work. So if you're having a bit of a tough time today, if if it's been building here in the last couple of days and, uh, and, and the culmination has come around during this time, that's why we're here. That's why we're here ahead of time. That's why we were here last week telling you about the Capricorn full moon because we wanted you to be armed with the knowledge that will allow you to intend to manifest the best um, uh, scenario or circumstance or outcome possible. Definitely take note of my contact information. I can be reached at Adrian, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, at myastrologycoach.com. That is my personal email address um, through the My Astrology Coach Network. I can be reached on social media if you'd like to follow along. I'm periodically updating about these transits. I'm definitely updating about the show and the blog. Uh, Then I can easily be found on Facebook as well. Mama Dada, D-A-D-A, astrology, okay? And I'm looking forward to meeting you online. I'm looking forward to um, taking some calls today. And I'm looking forward to corresponding with you um, via email through the transit reports. People have been ordering up the transit reports. The birth report is always (laughs) flying off (laughs) the um, presses because my intent for this show is also manifesting uh, the hard work that I put into wanting everyone, uh, wanting our people primarily because we need it so desperately uh, to know their selves astrologically and utilizing that. I just, I don't want to just leave it at information. It's just it's a divine wisdom tool that our our ancient ancestors 
for us to utilize to master our destinies with. And I'm just excited to be along for the journey together with you guys. So here we are, back 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, Mama Daughter Astrology, your week ahead hour. Uh, so let's roll. Let's jump into it. I'm so excited. But just building on the energy of this full moon that we discussed last week, I'm ready to, to power y'all up, empower y'all, and um, me too, because I'm, I'm, I'm regurgitating this stuff to myself and taking notes as I'm giving notes about it because I'm intent and set on mastering my destiny as well, and I'm just sharing some of the tips, tools, techniques that the ancestors have, uh, you know, provided me with insight and wisdom into so that we can do it together. It ain't no fun if the homies can't have none, right? Okay. (laughs) So let's go. Uh, Let's see. I I have been starting out um, as of a couple of episodes ago with the Phoenix the planet of love, money, the very one that's in alignment with uh, lucky, expansive, growth-oriented, advancing Jupiter right now, that Venus. Venus, along with Jupiter, are in Leo. They're conjunct in Leo today. They, they, they've lined up. And uh, the expansiveness, the advancement that Jupiter is bringing is, is being brought to Venus, love money, values, what uh, our worth, how we determine worth is is all associated with Venus. And so I have been over the last couple of weeks introducing a new segment to the show just to start things off where where the love and money planet is and what it's going to be doing in the week ahead. So this week we are covering July the 5th, Sunday, through July the 11th, Saturday, okay? If you're um, curious, once again, about uh, the rest of this week, like I said, the the very previous episode is in the archives, and you can click on that and get caught up and up to speed and finish out your week this week strong and powerful and enlightened. Um, July the 5th, starting off the week, really sets the tone for the week because there are no more that I could find uh, major aspects that Venus is going to be making next week. So let this marinate on your mind. And I took this, I believe, from the CafeAstrology.com website, which we use a lot here um, on Mama Dada Astrology because it's so comprehensive. Check it out, CafeAstrology.com. Favors, uh, let's see. I did not write down the aspect. There's an aspect, though. July back. Y'all give me two seconds. I'm gonna tell you right now where it is too. It's so good. I gotta tell you, and it's the only aspect that we definitely have to tell you. Give me a quick second. The power of the internet. I can find it real quick, or not. <laughs> Doesn't look like it's coming up right now. But uh, why don't I do this? Because I do. I am relying more so heavily on the uh, the blog, the myastrologycoach.com blog. You can go there right this second, and you'll find uh, your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology blog posts that correspond to the show, but they're not the same transits. I talk about things in the blog 
that are happening these weeks that I'm covering on the show that I don't necessarily talk about on the show. So please, please check it out. What I will do is add this Venus aspect. Be there, y'all. But whenever I find it, I'll put I'll put it there. It's a quick update. It takes like ten seconds. But on the fifth Sunday. Um, there's an aspect that I can't exactly tell you what it is right now, but I can tell you how it's going to feel and play out. So that's the most important thing. Um, It favors, this energy favors playfulness in love and enhanced communication between partners, romantic overtures, expressions of love and affection, making new social contacts all um, descriptions of this energy going on on Sunday, okay? This is a time when promises, pledges, and clarifications, usually very positive ones, are made in love relationships, okay? I'm going to give it one more try. This this, um, calendar that I use online, astrological calendar, because if I can look at it, I can tell you all what it is. Uh, what are they talking about? The 11th, this is the 11th, and that's more so on the 4th and the 5th. Between Venus, I'll just see a Venus contact with the moon. And, oh, with Mercury. There's a Mercury-Venus sextile on the 5th. So you could, the reason why they cover the 4th and the 5th is because clearly you could um, experience it uh, on the 4th as well. So, Enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. That should be um, it. <laughs> knowing what else is coming up this week, and the and the challenge, and the and the the uh, you know determination you may have to tap into to have a successful week. The week we're discussing right now, the fifth or the eleventh. I I'm happy to start it off with that for you. So. Um, if you're curious about what exactly that is, once again, you can check out the blog. It'll be in the um, post that covers the 5th, because this is um, for Sunday the 5th. Also, on Sunday the 5th, we're moving right along. Mars and Jupiter are going to semi-square. Now, usually I don't talk about semi-squares here on the show because a square, which a semi-square is half of, is a more dominant and predominant aspect than a semi-square. Uh, it's significant because it's a contact between these two planets nonetheless. Uh, and But I, I usually uh, cover the more broader, bigger uh, aspects here on the show. I'm mentioning it this week because it's significant enough to mention and it may help you. So I thought, I, and it could be problematic. So let me go ahead and jump into this energy so y'all can know what it's looking like um, the very same day on Sunday when the, the Venus um, aspect happens that I just read. All right, the semi-square. Let me tell you about this aspect first so you can understand the energy of this, of this aspect alone, let alone how Mars and Jupiter coming into it play out. But the semi-square aspect that's occurring on Sunday the 5th is between Mars and Jupiter is where two planets are 45 degrees apart. Now, hold on. Don't go anywhere yet. This is related to the square aspect that I just mentioned because it's half of that. 
And uh, on an astrological chart that's in a circle, if you divided the circle by eight, divide it by, make it into four parts and then do it again crossways and you'll have eight parts. One of those parts or the distance between one line after you've already um, split it up into eight and the very next line is going to be 45 degrees. That is a semi-square, okay? Mars is going to be in a 45-degree angle to Jupiter on Sunday the 5th. And with the semi-square, this energy appears to be, uh, you know, the square energy is already kind of a blocked energy that would be going on if it was Mars square Jupiter. But since it's semi-square, it's even more, this energy appears to be even more deeply blocked. And so it manifests as external events. Uh, a person is forced to address difficulties in their psyche because uh, these energies continually manifest as events in the outside world that need dealing with. So good thing I'm mentioning it because whether you're aware of it or not, and all the more beneficial and powerful for you if you are aware of it, uh, as opposed to things continuously manifesting as, as things that need to be dealt with, you can go ahead and deal with them. And you can deal with them on the front end, armed with knowledge, okay? Uh, so let's keep going. I, I pulled some snippets of that from myastrologycharts.com, and I'm moving right on into a little um, snippet I got from cosmiclifecoach.com, which says, uh, Mars, Jupiter tends to make us go overboard with things. That's Jupiter's expansiveness along with Mars's already drive and passion and aggression, okay? So watch out for that on Sunday. Um, watch out for a tendency to go overboard. Additionally, they say on CosmicLifeCoach.com, of course, this does not have to be the case. Going overboard with things doesn't have to be the case. If we stay mindful of our actions, ourselves complete things before moving on to start other tasks. Okay, so that's got to be that's that was that helped me. <laughs> um, and then lastly, from astrodispatch.com, they mentioned that um, real briefly, just to watch your actions that may be based on righteous beliefs because that could be problematic. So you can easily see that different astrologers have different interpretations on these energies. None are right or wrong, but knowing the potentialities that exist with these particular, because it, it could be limitless potentialities, but it's not. It's limited to the energies Mars is bringing and the energies that Jupiter is bringing. And, 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 and the semi-square brings a blocked energy, but it's being forced upon us to address things in our psyche that we haven't already dealt with. If you're, if you're a person who goes within and meditates and, you know, is, is, is intentional about raising your vibration on a constant basis, these, these energies, they will still affect you, but they won't disturb you as much as someone who is neglecting these things. Life forces you to deal with stuff when you choose not to. And if you choose to do it, and if you choose to do it ahead of time, at this Mars-Jupiter semi-square will come and, come and go on Sunday, and, and you will uh, have either 
maximize it to your benefit, expanding your, allowing Jupiter to expand, you know, any Mars-related things in your life, anything you're driven about, you can maximize it on the high end. And that's where knowing astrology or listening to someone who knows astrology or getting reports from someone who knows astrology and can show you where these things are going to play out in your personal life benefits you, okay? Let's keep it moving, y'all. We are moving right along. Uh, the next day, the 6th, on Monday, Moon Day, ruled by Moon and Cancer, there is a Sun-Pluto opposition, which uh, you would think I would have a whole, whole lot of information to give you on that. The Sun, uh, of course, being significant and Pluto being, you know, transformative and pretty life-altering usually, uh, and it being in an oppositional aspect to each other, which is can be challenging. Uh, but I've got a lot more to say about Mercury entering Cancer and those horoscopes. So uh, l- l- let me tell you this uh, from the nydailynews.com. They do mention that the week commences here on Monday, with the sun and power planet Pluto in an opposition to each other. Pluto in purposeful Capricorn, just like this full moon, and the sun in nurturing Cancer, although this is a powerful opposition, which can be confronting, opposition you can think of is like a tug of war with one energy being on one side, and the other being on another side. And either you're wanting with the opposition to balance or bridge these energies, that's usually the intent when you see an opposition is just bridging and balancing the energies, okay? They go on to say, um, oh, exactly what I just said. (laughs) And although this is a powerful opposition which can be confronting, it can also provide well-needed balance. If you don't allow a power struggle, that's Pluto and Sun kind of too because it's got a little cockiness. If you don't allow a power struggle to take place, the combined energies of these two planets, Sun and Pluto, can spark a transformation that will allow you to put into action the openings, opportunities, that the astral calendar made possible the first week of July, which is referring to, ladies and gentlemen, today, July the 1st, full moon in Capricorn, Venus conjunct Jupiter. I mean, what better way to set off, uh, you know, anything. The sky is not even the limit. If y'all don't know how the Venus-Jupiter alignment impacts your personal natal chart, you are sleeping. You're sleeping. You're sleeping on, on just getting ahead in life. You're sleeping on your love and your money. You're sleeping on your growth and your advancement. I'm not saying that you can't master your destiny and be successful without knowing astrology and how it affects your personal natal chart on a consistent basis. But what I'm saying is even if you are without it, 
how much more so being armed with the knowledge of what specific area to to know that your growth, expansion, advancement, and love and money can happen, not just today. This is going to be in effect. The, the intense power of this alignment is going to be in effect for up to the next five months. Venus, Jupiter is 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 going to ingress into another sign, but likely is still transiting a particular house in your chart. Venus is about to go retrograde, which means it's going to regress back into possibly a house in your chart where it was for somebody like me. That means that this the effects of this alignment are pr- practically going to last the next five months, blessing and blissing the area of my chart that I know. To, to to focus on the area of my chart. When I say area of, my, of your chart, this is what I mean. For those who may be completely brand new, don't know anything about astrology, this is what I mean. There are 12 areas of life represented for in astrology, and it pretty much covers everything. I haven't seen anything that is not included. If you're talking about a, a your dog or your cat, that's covered because that's sixth house. That's small pets. Out of the 12 houses, that belongs to the sixth house. I don't care if you're talking about your house. That's fourth house, where you live, your residence. Out of the 12 houses, 12 houses, that's represented in the fourth house. I don't care if you're talking about your business partner and issues going on with that because that's seventh house. That's covered. Everything's covered. And so we, I'm not going to sit here and go through the 12 houses. I actually, I actually for, uh, for the benefit of one of my clients this past week, I did do that for her. We ended up having a pretty long consultation, but it really, really helped her out when I was able to um, consult with her on the line about a report that I had sent her uh, after the consultation and me walking through the report with her, she was able she was able to confidently tell me that she felt more confident about uh, walking through her report apart from me or without me. So that was very encouraging. Um, it can, when you order these reports from me, it can be a lot of information. The report I sent her was 50 pages, 52, including some additional pages that I put in there to help people out with um, graphics and visuals. I'm a visual person, so I tend to. That's why I told the lady who called in on the line last week, you know, I don't do the readings uh, on the air. I don't even necessarily do them over the phone. I do. Um, but what I'll do is I'll get your information and look at it. I don't care if it's even five minutes before I call you on the phone and talk to you. I just have to have a visual depiction of what is going on, and I can further expound on it that way. But, yeah, uh, so just a heads up on the reports. If you get a report from me and it's, you know, 50 pages, don't freak out. Just we can walk through it together, okay? All right. Did somebody raise their hand? Let me see. Not yet. I see y'all there listening intently. Y'all must be wanting me to hurry up and get to these Mercury and Cancer horoscopes. So I, that is actually what's next. Lucky for you. Uh, on the 8th, which is actually a week from today, it is next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, when we get on the um, the line, when the show starts, uh, we'll probably be reeling from all the divine manifestations that have come as a direct result of this powerful full moon week that we're experiencing right now. Um, but yeah, Mercury that same day 
Mercury will be entering Cancer, okay? Uh, let me see if I... I like to know times and stuff, just in case you do. It's uh, 1.50 m Central Standard Time. All right. So from nydailynews.com, again, they simply mentioned that the middle of the week, on the 8th, Mercury, the planet of communication and commerce and travel, by the way. They didn't mention that, but I am will make his move from Gemini, one of the signs he rules, to Cancer and helps you to get in touch with how you feel. That's Cancer energy right there, how you feel rather than think. Gemini was think. Cancer is feel. Mercury, the sign of thinking and communicating and commerce and travel, was in the thinking sign of Gemini, so it was it was pretty at home. It was comfortable. Um, in Cancer, the feeling energy of Cancer, ruled by the Moon, moody Moon. The Moon moves through many many signs uh, very quickly, so the Moon can be moody, and the Moon rules Cancer. So I'm giving you some keywords and descriptions. So you can begin to pick these things out, these energies out when you see them. I'm about to go through your horoscopes right now. And depending on where, when I read the horoscopes, what they're able to do, they don't just, astrologers don't just pick it out of the sky and just, hey, for all different 12 signs, this is what I think I want to say. No. For Aries, the the area, uh, um, oh, gosh, it's so... It's in-depth to explain. It's not difficult to explain, but I've never explained it to anybody. I don't think I want my first time to be here on the air with you guys. But trust me when I say that the um, horoscopes that I'm delivering to you guys are from trusted sources, from astrologers who study charts, and that they know where to look for a general description of an Aries whose sun or ascendant primarily would be in the Aries area of space how it would affect their chart. So, I mean, I'm saying that to say it's general, yes, what I'm about to read to you for your sign, but it's applicable. It's applicable for your sun sign or your ascendant sign, okay? Uh, Before I read them real quick, I will just um, also mention about Mercury entering Cancer from the site I was reading from earlier, that uh, it's a feeling rather than thinking thing, and um, it also helps you, this energy is going to help you, us, to be able to verbalize our thoughts and our feelings and our emotions, okay? I added feelings and emotions because he, this author is saying to verbalize your thoughts, and that does match up with Mercury and Cancer, but even more so if you're talking about verbalizing, which is a mercurial thing, and thoughts are mercurial, so I just don't see where they put in the Cancer thing right there. But I would say, since I know to mix them together, if you're if you, since Mercury is entering Cancer, I would definitely advise someone that this energy is going to help you to verbalize your feelings, to verbalize what you feel, and verbalize. Um, you know, your your uh, things that influence your habits, the moon rules habits, uh, to verbalize your emotions, okay? So just wanted to make that clear emphasis since this author did not. 
Also, during this time, he continues, it is advisable to spend some solo. I know y'all don't like that word, huh? (laughs) Some solo time, alone time, to get in touch with your inner thoughts and to get in touch with your progress. Avoid feeling, and I'll interject here, you know, with Mercury being in Gemini, it's at home in Gemini, and Mercury in Gemini uh, expressing kind of a fast-moving energy. Mercury moves pretty fast through these signs, and, I mean, it stays there, what, maybe about 30 days. We were just in retrograde in Gemini, so it stayed there a lot longer than normal. You won't see that with Mars being here in Cancer. It'll move at its uh, accurate rate, uh, normal rate, but and it doesn't necessarily speed up or slow down. We we went through that in another episode, but stay with me here. Uh, my point I'm making is about it moving out of a sign that it feels comfortable moving pretty fast then into a sign like Cancer, which is a nurturing sign, which is a kind of Cancer represents kind of the mother, the nurturer, the home, family food, like comfort food, you know. So um, just, you know, it says uh, that it's advisable to spend some solo time to get in touch with your inner thoughts and progress. And I just wanted to point out with the progress that if things seem to slow down a little bit with communication and commerce, it shouldn't. But even if it does or seems like it does, uh, it's not, a sign necessarily of uh, whatever the opposite of of success is. It doesn't mean you're not having success. It just means that things are shifting and you'll just want to make the adjustment. I'm about to give you all the keys uh, to making the adjustment during the time that it is in cancer, okay? Uh, Avoid filling every moment with action like you probably wanted to do when Mercury was in Gemini causing you to ignore your feelings. This is not a time to ignore your feelings. Mercury, the trickster, just may tell on you, so don't do it. When you become overly busy, you become too distracted to deal with inner issues, which can be by accident or design, okay? He's advising, and I'm piggybacking, don't do it. Uh, Not while Mercury's in cancer, the feeling sign, the emoting sign of cancer, don't do it. Don't be afraid of your feelings. If you are, contact us here at Mama Data Astrology. We've got some tools, tips, tricks, uh, utilizing astrology, of course. Um, That's just what it is. It's a a very beneficial tool, and I can show you how to use it to master that, okay? Um, And here we go, y'all. Aries, you already know your first. I told you I'm going to switch it up on you one of these weeks. Well, just keep it light, easy today. We're going to start off with Aries. We're talking about next week, a week from today, Wednesday, July the 8th, Mercury enters moody, emotional, nurturing, comforting cancer, okay? Aries, your mind moves at a faster pace, actually. You come up with lots of ideas, want to share your opinions and thoughts, and have more conversations with others. You're open about everything, so secrets may not be kept, but honesty is good now. You enjoy being around others because they help challenge your mind and keep you mentally stimulated. 
You want to keep your mind busy with lots to do to use up the extra mental energy that you have now. You can be more of a chatterbox when you speak, so listen as much as you talk. And I know that sounds a little contradictory, Aries, to what I just read about and here here your specific horoscope, your general horoscope, is um you know, saying you do want to keep your mind busy with lots to do. And I would say key in on what they're saying about keeping your mind busy and not necessarily your body, uh, especially being an Aries, especially if you're Aries rising, that means your entire chart is ruled by the planet Mars. That's aggression. That's, you know, potential violence. Um so make sure you're, if, if your mind is busy, whatever you're doing with your mind and your body, that it's of, of the highest expression and form you can muster. Okay, Aries, moving on. Taurus, Mercury enters water sign cancer on July 8th, and your mind moves at a faster pace. All right, two for two with the faster moving mind. Very Interesting. <laughs> you come up with lots of ideas, dear Cancer, uh, dear Taurus. Uh, you come up with lots of ideas, want to share your opinions and thoughts, and have more conversations with others. Also, you're open. You're open about everything, so secrets may not be kept. This sounds a lot like the. Aries one. Good thing I have the link right here, guys. Hold on one second. <laughs> I must have copied it twice. Don't get mad at me, y'all. I'm hooking y'all up right here. All right. So, actually, for Taurus, it reads. There we go. The one that I read for Aries is for Taurus, okay? Ha-ha, the very first one I just read, and I told y'all it was for Aries. I made a mistake. It is for um, Taurus. Taurus needs to know. Um, And I won't have you go back, Taurus, because I know you were listening intently, so I'll simply read it again since it was my mistake. My apologies as well. Charge it to my head and not my heart. You know I love y'all. All right, Taurus, Mercury enters water sign cancer on July 8th, and your mind moves at a faster pace. You come up with lots of ideas, want to share your opinions and thoughts, and have more conversations with others. You're open about everything, so secrets may not be kept, but honesty is good now. You enjoy being around others because they help challenge your mind and keep you mentally stimulated. You want to keep your mind busy with lots to do to use up the extra mental energy that you have now. You can be more of a chatterbox when you speak, so listen as much as you talk. Okay, Taurus? And for Aries, my deepest apologies. I hope nobody listened to the Aries and jumped off the line or anything or shut down their computer because they will be a little bit mistaken. But here it is, the real Aries horoscope for Mercury entering the sign of cancer next week on Wednesday, July 8th. You can understand, Aries, the emotions in situations more easily now. 
you seem to know what people are feeling regardless they're saying and can feel emotions behind every word they say. You're tuned in to the emotions of others and of yourself, which is good for helping you to be more understanding, but you can lack objectivity, okay, Aries? If anything impacts you emotionally now, you'll remember it for a very long time. And you can spend time thinking about old memories that you're fond of and make you feel good. This can be a good time to communicate clearly with your family or have better communication at home. Okay, Aries, there you go. That's the real Aries horoscope. Just read the Taurus one, which I mistakenly read first for Aries. So now we can slide on into Gemini. Okay, Gemini, you held on and it paid off. Gemini, on July 8th, Mercury, your ruler, enters water sign Cancer, the sign after yours. And with Mercury leaving your sign, your mind slows down. Okay, we finally hit a zodiac sign, Gemini, uh, as opposed to Aries and Taurus, where this transit of Mercury entering Cancer is actually slowing your mind down. That's why I'm telling y'all, you can't take these things these transit, these general transit, you can take them for what they're worth. They're worth a lot to know generally what's going on. But to know how it's impacting and affecting you personally is priceless, even more so than these general aspects. I will continue, Gemini. Your mind has likely been in hyper overdrive and difficult for you to wrangle over the last couple of months with Mercury here for a while, here in Gemini, in your sign. It was there for a while. Like I told you, since it was retrograde, it was there a bit longer than it usually passes through any one sign. Going on, now you get a break for a couple of weeks. All right, Gemini. You can take your time coming up with ideas, making decisions, and don't see the point in rushing. Once you do make a decision, you stick with it no matter what. You can focus on financial matters now and gather financial information, get financial advice, or work out a new budget. This is a good time if you work with or in technology, writing online. Okay, Gemini, that sounds so good. It makes me smile so hard, y'all, because uh, I have Gemini rising. So uh, like I always advise, uh, whatever your sun sign is, that is what you know to be your zodiac sign. It is also referred to as a sun sign because you have more than just a sun sign. You have a moon sign. You have a Mercury sign. You have a Venus sign and a Mars sign, a Jupiter and Saturn sign, as well as a Neptune, Pluto, and Uranus sign. Additionally, you have an ascendant, you have a midheaven, you have a north node. It goes on and on. It hardly even stops, y'all. That's just a little bit of what it all consists of. So, like I said, if you don't know astrology, it pays to know someone who does, and it always is going to pay to know your birth chart. If you would like to get a birth chart report, a uh, uh, Mama Dada Astrology Birth Chart Report, please don't hesitate to contact me once again. I am on Facebook at Mama Dada Astrology. 
simple as that, okay? I can also be emailed at Adrian, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, at myastrologycoach.com. I guess while I am making a couple of quick announcements, I can, I see a few people have joined the line. Additionally, if you're online, I will give out the call-in number once again, 818-369-0368. Additionally, if you're on the line and have a question, feel free. I just saw someone raise their hand, but if you have a question, please feel free to raise your hand by pressing 1, and I will uh, bring you on in. Uh, I do see the hand that was raised. I am going to go ahead and quickly finish the, um, I'm sorry, the horoscope, and then I will carry on from there, okay? I'm just marking down who I saw raise their hand first so I can keep track. Last week, I got a little bit off track, and I think I lost the caller. So for the one who got away last week, I apologize. I have a system I'm implementing, which is why I'm uh, filling in a little bit of time right now while I do it that will prevent that from happening anymore, okay? So, Gemini, I I rounded that horoscope off for you. It sounds so sweet. I hope it puts you on your feet, okay? Moving right along into the sign of Cancer, where Mercury is entering. Listen up, okay, Cancer? Mercury enters your sign, Cancer, on July the 8th, and you can be more open with your thought and opinions now. You want to share your ideas with others, And you come up with lots of new ideas now as well. You've been keeping a lot to yourself lately, but you can unload it now. You're more curious and want to learn more about things. And you can have more open lines of communication with others. Cancer, you can think about things more logically and rationally during this time rather than emotionally and are more analytical. So, I mean, everything I know about the sign of cancer, and and this is Mama Dada breaking in right now, Uh, everything I know about the sign of cancer, it really lends itself to me seeing that this is a divine time to be a cancer and you have access to more logical and rational um, thoughts than normal. So, cancer, take advantage. Uh, from July 8th until um, it moves into Leo, which will be the sign it goes into next, take full advantage. Let me go over some of the quick points it said again. You can be more open with your thought and opinions now, so watch out for that, good or bad. You're more open. You want to share your ideas with others, and you're coming up with a lot of new ideas right now. You have been kind of keeping to yourself, but now feel free to unload it is what they're saying. Uh, You're more curious and you want to learn more about things. You can have more open lines of communications with others. Okay. It was just so good, Cancer. I had to read it again and give you some more of the highlights. Leo, on July 8th, next Wednesday, Mercury enters water sign Cancer, the sign before yours, and you keep your ideas and opinions to yourself. That sounds like 12th house. When 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 a planet is about to be in your house, like it is Leo, since it's going into Cancer, that means it, it's time for you to, well, let me just finish reading what they say. I'm sure I'll have more to say on it. Uh, you keep your ideas and your opinions to yourself. You don't feel like sharing with anyone, Leo, during this time. 
and you'd rather keep quiet about your ideas so you have time to flesh them out and make sure you have all of the information that you need. Your imagination can soar and you, uh, and you fantasize more often, okay, Leo? You can also be interested, which you can make that really, really work to your favor, FYI. If you don't know how, just ask me. <laughs> you can also be interested in spiritual matters and subjects. Try to get in touch with your spiritual side and be more aware of the subtle, intuitive messages that the universe is giving you, okay? They said it's trying to give you, but the universe don't need to try to do nothing. It's giving you the messages. If you tapped in, tuned in, and turned on, you will receive them with no interference, okay, dear Leo? Virgo, Mars enters water sign cancer on July 8th, and you can come up with uh, unusual ideas and innovative solutions to problems, okay, Virgo? You think outside of the box and you're willing to try things you wouldn't normally. You can be attracted to original thinkers, rebellious people, and want to think freely, either wanting to think freely yourself or being attracted to those who want to think freely. Let me clarify since it wasn't apparently clear to me when I read it, but let me make that distinction and clarification. Virgo you can focus on something intensely and learn as much as you can about it to become somewhat of an expert. And people can look to you for your expertise. You enjoy spending time with like-minded people and can have more communications with friends, groups, or online. Okay, Virgo? Libra, you're up. On July 8th, Mercury enters water sign cancer, and you can focus on the goals you have for your life. You think about the plans you've made and can make new long-term plans with a practical attitude and an ability to be realistic about what you can accomplish. You can get advice from elders you respect and have important conversations about the direction your life is going in. You want to make sure you're on the right path. You're ready now to dis- to dedicate your mental focus to the work that you need to do and haven't done over the last couple of months. Okay, Libra? That sounded so good. And it, the whole time I'm reading it, a lot of these key words, long-term plans, practical attitude, advice from elders you respect. It's all making me think Capricorn and Saturn, okay? So obviously for Libras, Libra ascendants, this is affecting somewhere around either the 10th house of your chart, um, which is Capricorn and Saturn ruled, uh, which is likely why they wrote it this way. I will be writing horoscopes soon. I let that cat cat out of the bag. I didn't mean to, but I guess I'm excited. I'm learning how um, to write these horoscopes. That's why I can identify and pick it out so well now when I read them. Um, And I'm just having fun learning even more to share with y'all, okay? We're going to round it out. We got Scorpio on deck for the Mercury entering Cancer horoscopes. Mercury enters fellow water sign, okay, Cancer on July 8th. 
So, Scorpio, while you've been on the serious side for the last couple of months, your outlook finally begins to improve. You find your optimism again, and you see the glass isn't always practically empty. (laughs) You can come up with big ideas, and you're excited about your ideas. You have more belief in yourself, and your positive energy shows, Scorpio. You can tell grand stories of wild adventures, captivating an audience, and are more gregarious and easier to get along with. Your mind isn't so weighed down anymore. All right, Scorpio, the fact that Mercury is going to be in your fellow water sign is of Obviously, great benefit to you, so enjoy. Sagittarius. On July 8th, Mercury enters water sign cancer, and you can become more serious about what you do. You can focus on the serious matters that you may normally avoid, and you're willing to go beyond the surface to get underneath it all and get to the core. You may have been avoiding that lately, but are willing to go where no one wants to go now. You can think about the transformations you want to make in your life and what you need to do to make it happen. When you speak, you can be commanding, and people view you as someone powerful and who knows what They're saying, enjoy Sagittarius. That sounds good. Use it to your divine advantage and to the divine advantage of those you love and care for around you, okay? That sounds great. Uh, Capricorn, Mercury enters water sign Cancer, which is directly opposite the sign of Cancer. If you know anything about the astrology will, Cancer and Capricorn are on the same axis opposing each other, okay? So listen up, Capricorn. The sign, and it says, of course, I always, I'm always ahead. Like my show is ahead, my blog is ahead, and even reading these things, I'm ahead. they say exactly what I just said as I continue. Mercury enters water sign cancer, the sign opposite yours on July 8th, and you can focus on your relationships with those around you now. Anything that's in an opposing energy away from you, if you're in Capricorn and the energy that's going on, like Mercury entering cancer is opposing you, likely that's always going to denote other people, someone outside of yourself or someone on the other side of yourself, what you're reflecting in your immediate environment, okay? Sorry, I, I love this information so much. I just jump all in. Glad I have my own show and I'm not cutting anybody off. <laughs> all right, Capricorn, you can focus on your relationship with those around you now. Your work has probably gotten a lot of your focus lately, but you want to take your loved one's thoughts and opinions into consideration now. You can have more conversations with them, wanting to know what they think, and can give them support with whatever they're dealing with. You may find you can come up with your best ideas when you have someone with you, a partner to help guide you. You can be in a more compromising mood, concerned with fairness, and play the mediator, okay? All right, Aquarius, your turn. On July 8th, Mercury enters water sign Cancer, 
and you've likely been spending a lot of time focusing on your hobbies and less serious stuff over the past couple of months. But now you turn your focus toward work and try to be as productive and efficient with your time and energy as you can to get the most work done possible. You have the focus you need, and you can get through all of the grunt work and tasks and chores that have piled up. It's a good time to get organized, Aquarius, make lists, and create a routine to stick to. Just don't take on too much or you can run yourself down mentally. And bring it on home as usual, Pisces, okay? Your fellow water sign, uh, Cancer's fellow water sign. Mercury enters fellow water sign Cancer on July 8th, dear Pisces, and you want to start enjoying yourself. I mean, Pisces, Scorpio, and Cancer just, Feels like happy birthday. I feel like I want to tell y'all happy birthday because these horoscopes for Mercury entering Cancer seem to benefit y'all uh, in some really clear and undeniable ways. So enjoy. It says uh, you want to start enjoying yourself. You've been focused on your emotions for so long, dear Pisces, that now you want to kick that aside and just focus on the fun stuff. You can be creative. Enjoy spending time on your hobbies, and your mind wants a mental break from it all. You can be more positive about life, and when you speak, you command an audience, kind of like Sagittarius. Funny thing that, you know, um, they're related astrologically, Sagittarius and Pisces. So uh, this uh, Mercury moving into cancer energy is affecting them similarly in that way. You are very commanding right now to an audience, dear Pisces. You can be theatrical and funny, and people enjoy conversing with you. This is a good time for coming up with ideas and is especially good if you're a writer. Okay. Thank you all for letting me get through that. I hate to break into I'm obviously going to break into it with my own commentary anyway, but I know if I open the line in the middle of during horoscopes that it could be a bit, uh, you know, less co- continuous if someone's uh, listening to the show in the archives, okay? So thank you for your patience. I am now opening up the line. You're on the line with Mama Technology. Peace. You there? I'm sorry, are you a model? You're not? I'm sorry? I'm a photographer. You look very good. Say it one more time, sweetheart. Are you trying to talk on the line with Mama Dada Astrology? Hello? Peace. You're on the line with Mama Dada. Yes, can you hear me? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um, Are you trying to get on the line with Mama Dada Astrology? Yeah, my name is Jamel. I'm calling from Chicago, and um, I had missed what she said about the Aries, so I just wanted to recap on the Aries or my birthday or something like that. Yeah, that's no problem. You have uh, your son is an Aries. You're an Aries sun sign is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Well, yes, I had made a bit of a snafu earlier and ended up reading the 
uh, Taurus horoscope for Aries. So let me reread Aries for you. That's not going to be a problem. We have some time left in the show. Thank you so much for calling in and opening up the line um, and uh, raising your hand, Jamel. How did you find uh, Mama Dada Astrology online today? Um, through Blog Talk Radio. I think I called this. Uh, I called your show before. You know what, Jamel? Mel. Okay, I have you down as Mel. How is it going, yeah. Mel? How's everything going? Everything's good. Everything good. good. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm so glad to um I'll have to check on you after we get off the line if you're available because I've been wondering about you. So Okay. <laughs> Let me Okay, great. Um, let me read the reread the Aries horoscope. It'll be my divine pleasure. Did you have any particular questions for me? If not, I can go ahead and just read it. Uh, I don't know what to yeah. ask. So yeah, just just uh, go ahead and read. Yeah, I'll reread it now. And if it triggers something when I call you here after the show, feel free to holler at me about it. Okay. All right. Cool. Thanks again. Here we go. All right. Aries, this is a special reading of the Aries Mercury Entering Cancer Horoscope, especially for male, a repeat caller into the show, a friend to the show. Thank you so much for listening, male. This one's for you. (laughs) All right. On July 8th, Mercury enters water sign Cancer, and you can understand the emotions in situations more easily now, Aries, Mel. <laughs> you seem to know what people are feeling regardless of what they're saying and can feel emotions behind every word they say. You're tuned in to the emotions of others and of yourself, which is good for helping you to be more understanding. but you can lack objectivity. Objectivity, just the ability to step outside of the situation and see things for how they are uh, aside from your personal perspective being inside the situation where you have more of a tendency to lack the objectivity. We tend to gain the objectivity when we step outside of the situation and look at it from the outside looking in. Um, Also, Aries, if anything... Mel, if anything impacts you emotionally now, you'll remember it for a very long time. And you can spend time thinking about old memories that you're fond of and that make you feel good. This can be a good time to communicate clearly with your family or have better communication at home. So reading that the second time did sound twice as nice. It looks like it's all good, Aries. Mel, I'll talk to you soon, and we we'll, we can uh, take a look at some things on a more specific and personal level to you. It's always my divine pleasure to talk to you all, help you all out, and, hey, I got a report that you can use or uh, that it, it, everybody wins. Everybody wins. I'm always giving a a black power discount here and a, you know, a, a, a radio show caller discount there. So we we definitely can work something out. Um, let's see. We're going to wrap this week up with just two more topics. Um, I will mention this. At the beginning of the week, the moon's going to be in Pisces, which is Neptune rule. Neptune is in retrograde. So just... 
FYI. Uh, Pisces also, the moon being in Pisces also signifies the end of a zodiac cycle. Pisces is the last sign of the 12. So with the moon, start the week starting off with the moon in the last sign, that tells me that next week is going to be about endings and beginnings in some degree or capacity, and especially where it concerns the moon, our emotions, our habits, our feelings, what makes us feel nurtured and comfortable and cozy, okay? Be on the lookout by way of your emotional, you know, radar of where you are that next week is going to be significantly about, especially since the moon is waning. The moon is full today, okay, tonight. At 919 Central Standard Time, the moon is full. At, at the moment that it is full, it has waxed full, it has grown full, it begins immediately to start disseminating. It begins immediately to start waning and getting smaller. So know this. Know that next week, no matter what's going on, no matter what's going on, if you have a mind that you want to let something go, I don't care if it's an attitude, a way of life, a person, a thing, if you want to you know, flow with the natural energies of the moon getting smaller after tonight and, and going and, and in a sense going away, waning new again or waning completely, you know, the black that you see when it's a new moon as opposed to the full all-white, you know, illumination of a full moon, then this week coming up, the July the 5th through the 11th is the week to let it go. You hear me? You get to start off the week with Moon and Pisces, and then you get to go through Aries, Taurus, and the week ends on Saturday being in Gemini, okay? I'll mention this uh, because it'll help you kind of uh, uh, see and recognize the energies a bit more when it comes, but when the Moon is in Pisces on, I believe it's like the first two or three days, yep, the moon is in Pisces on the 5th and 6th, that's Sunday and Monday. The moon is in Aries on to the very first sign of the zodiac, the initiating sign of Aries, the headstrong sign of Aries, the ram, on the 7th and the 8th, Tuesday and Wednesday. And Thursday and Friday, the 9th and the 10th, uh, the moon is in Taurus, okay, grounding, earthy Taurus. And the 11th, the um, Saturday, the last day of the week we're covering, it's going to be in its first day in Gemini. And I'm mentioning that to mention this. When the moon is in Pisces, your life takes on a kind of our lives. Let me see how much time I have left because I don't want to. Yeah, we got time just to mention this real quick. It'll it can benefit you. If you can't use it right now, hold on. If you can, get out your pen and paper and just mark this on the days I just mentioned. First two days of the week, moon and Pisces, your life takes on a kind of mystical quality at the emotional and instinctive levels now. I'm, I'm gleaning these insights from cafeastrology.com. 
dreams and illusions, forgiveness and understanding human frailties, these things arouse deep feelings, okay, Sunday and Monday. Past and the future intermingle. You're bridging something when the moon is in Pisces. When the moon is ending out a zodiac um, a series of 12 when it's in Pisces and starting in the first sign, Aries, okay? It's a bridging kind of energy. The past and the future intermingle, it says, and the barriers between people dissolve. There is the key to the greater psychic and spiritual sensitivity you feel now, okay? So be on the lookout for that. When it's in Aries, just two days after that, everything, it's Sunday and Monday with um, Pisces, Tuesday and Wednesday with Aries. Uh, we're motivated by a strong desire to start fresh. That's when it's probably going to kick in, uh, is uh, is um, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. A gut instinct to start something new is with us when the moon is in Aries, as well as the gumption to do it. Our pioneering impulses are strong. This is descriptive Aries kind of talk here right now, telling you how it's going to feel Tuesday and Wednesday when the moon is in Aries. Um, our, imp- our pioneering impulses are strong. We feel energetic, spontaneous, and enthusiastic. We may also be tactless and impulsive now, so watch out for that. Excess energy is best channeled on Tuesday and Wednesday of next week especially into physical activity. If you got to get it out, get it out that way, and that way you don't hurt nobody. Take the dog, run, bike ride, go to yoga, boxing class. Hey, work it out. The moon in Aries generally favors the following activities, quick actions that yield immediate results, undertakings that involve the self and the personality. Staying power may be lacking, though. Aries is an initiating sign. It's really good at getting things off the ground. Not always, and I say not always because there it, it, it can be there uh, depending on the other configurations, but not necessarily always finishing them or keeping it going over a long term. That's why it says during the time of the moon being in Aries, generally is going to favor quick actions that yield immediate results as opposed to longer term. Uh, Self-assertion, taking on challenges, and beginning short-term projects are also favored Tuesday and Wednesday. Thursday and Friday, the moon's going to be in Taurus. During this time, we're motivated by the desire for serenity. Taurus is ruled by Venus, the planet of beauty and love and money and values. So during this time, we're motivated by the desire for serenity, security, peace, and comfort. The moon is at her most sensual and constant in Taurus. Our basic impulses are to relax, to resist change. Venus is easy like Sunday morning, you hear me? And stop to smell the roses. It's beautiful. There's there's a time and a place for everything in life and astrology. Um, While the moon is in Taurus, life slows down a little and we get comfortable. We may also be inclined to stubbornness and materialism under this influence. The moon in Taurus generally favors the following activities, substantial and material action that yield 
solid results. Financial activities and those involving personal possessions, applying for a loan is favorable during the moon in Taurus, and beginning a potentially long-term relationship, music and home decor, okay? And we end the week on Saturday uh, starting a, a new uh, the moon will be in Gemini. Our basic instinct on that day is going to be to communicate, think, and learn under the influence of the moon in Gemini. We are motivated by a desire for variety and by an instinctive curiosity. The moon in Gemini is lighthearted, breezy, and curious, but it can also be restless and fickle. The moon in Gemini generally favors the following activities, mental and communicative actions, and more than one activity at once. The multitasker, that's Gemini. Reading, learning, letters and emails, errands, writing, teaching, making connections, and short trips. All are um, all are very Gemini and mercurial, Okay. I was just double-checking the line, making sure I didn't have a new hand up. And like I said, we're rounding it out with um, the Mars-Neptune trine on the 8th, the same day as Mercury entering Cancer, Mars trines Neptune, and there's a third quarter moon, all happening on the same day. So um, I've got some very brief information about about the Mars-Neptune trine. And this third quarter moon, I'm definitely going to dig in just for a quick second because I'm mentioning these quarter moons as well as these new and full moons for a reason. It is imperative, especially if you want to keep up with Mama Donna Astrology on the My Astrology uh, Coach Radio Network, you want to pay attention to these moons. They are impactful. They are powerful. The same moon that's been waxing and waning, you know, since you've been around, have been waxing and waning for eons. Um, before, and there are powerful messages and powerful magical keys locked up inside of these waxing and waning moons, and so I'm definitely going to continue to hit you out of that game. When I say third quarter moon, it may not really make your nature rise, but I'm I'm here to tell you I'm mentioning it for a divine reason. Uh, Mars trining Neptune on the same day, the 8th. Uh, I took this from LibraSeekingBalance.com. It says to um, helping offset the aggressiveness of the Sun-Mars conjunction, which we spoke about uh, in last week's show, is a trine to Neptune in Pisces that's happening on next Wednesday. Neptune brings out Cancer's since this is a, a, a connection, a trine, which is easy and effortless and beautiful and wonderful usually, uh, between Mars and Neptune, uh, he, this author is saying to offset the aggressiveness that the Mars uh, energy is bringing here in Cancer, there's a, con- uh, there's a trine to Neptune in Pisces, and that Neptune brings out Cancer's nurturing side from Mars and encourages everyone to have compassion for those in need. Neptune is kind of softening Mars, okay? Neptune is 
rose illusions and dreams and spirituality, and its energy is powerful and strong, but it has a softening effect, a nurturing effect. And, you know, when Mars is in play, it's kind of what you want, so usually. So just um, know that. Know that your aggressive natures uh, may be softened uh, on that day. And like it says, he, he says that it's encouraging everyone to have compassion for those in need. Now, since Mars planet uh, that rules violence and war is involved, he also goes on to mention that this is an excellent time to seek support for various organizations dedicated to, which is a Neptunian thing, wanting to support, um, dedicated to feeding those left homeless due to war and natural disaster. I, I, I just say that he's saying that simply because when you can bridge these energies in your own life in, in these higher manifesting type ways, and like he's suggesting, supporting those, then you're, you, you're uh, getting in if you're getting in on the energy on a high vibration, you really don't have to worry about, and this has been my experience, you don't really have to worry about the low vibrational possibilities and potentialities and scenarios happening because you're already tapping into that energy on a, on a, on such a high level that those aren't even possibilities for you. So if you are good for you, that's powerful. Um, I'm learning more and more every day about how to do that, but so far so great. Just stay tapped in to the highest vibration and you're good. All right, last topic of today is the third quarter moon. It's happening in Aries. On the, There's so much happening on the 8th. I'm on my little astrological calendar that I use that they had to use two different squares to list all the aspects. So, I mean... I'm just looking at it now, y'all. They got, okay, you got Moon conjuncting Mars on next Wednesday, opposite Pluto, Venus semi-square Mars, Mars opposite Pluto. The the Mars-Pluto opposition is direct on that day. Uh, Looks like a quincunx to Venus to Pluto, Mercury quincunx Saturn, Mercury opposite Pluto as well a lot going on, y'all, and I'm not done. When I go to the second square, you got the, the actual new moon. There's a new moon. Uh, Hold on, y'all. Yeah, July. And I'm looking at the 15th, and I'm not looking at the 8th, but there's still a lot. It's, it's so much, it just runs into each other. There's a lot um next week on the 8th as well. So here, these next few Wednesdays, it's looking like and then the Wednesday after that, on the twenty second, the sun moves into Leo. These next, this full moon today, Wednesday, is has really set us up for a series of powerful, impactful weeks. So y'all don't sleep, y'all stay ahead. Let me round this out talking about this third quarter moon, and, and I'm gonna let y'all go. I love y'all. I never want to get off the line just um, sharing this expansive, powerful, positive knowledge, but. There's always next week. (laughs) So um, after there's a full moon, which is today, the moon goes into a phase called disseminating, okay? That's the phase 
halfway between the full and the last quarter moon. The last quarter moon or the third quarter moon is the one I'm about to talk to you about that's occurring next Wednesday, a week from today. A week from the full moon will be the last quarter moon. In between is the disseminating moon. I want to mention a little bit about both, okay? The disseminating moon, which is obviously going to be occurring after 919 tonight, um, I got this from Astrology for the Soul. Actually, no. I don't know where I got this one from. I will have to look it up. But um, if you want to do a search for any of the words I'm saying, I'm sure it will come up, which starts now. Disseminating moon. In this phase, the moon is waning or getting smaller and halfway between full and last quarter moon. In the planting cycle, this corresponds to the first appearance of the plant's fruit. In the seasonal cycle, there is a symbolic correspondence to the cross-quarter holiday called Lamas, L-A-M-A-S, celebrated about August 1st, midway between the summer solstice and fall equinox, okay? I'm talking about the disseminating moon right now. During this phase, your basic mission in life is to shed light. We're talking about tonight and leads up to next Wednesday. In between now and next Wednesday, this is in play, okay? During the disseminating moon, you are filled with the knowledge of what has been accomplished in a particular field of endeavor. And I'm assuming they're saying that because I'm sure the full moon does shed light and expose some stuff. So now you're filled with the knowledge of that of what has been accomplished or what has manifested or culminated in a particular field of endeavor. And your purpose is to share it with others as the symbolic fruition, as the symbolic fruition of the life of the garden. You represent the culmination of the entire planting cycle. I got a little lost on their interpretation there at the end, but hey. I, that's what I get for not writing it myself. I'm working on some stuff, y'all, so just hold on <laughs> so I can say it in my Mama Dada astrology way, and it'll make completely perfect sense. Um, the last quarter moon, which is the third quarter moon that we're talking about this happening on next Wednesday, he says that in this phase, the moon is waning and square the sun. In the planting cycle, this phase represents the beginning of the end of the cycle when the plant is harvested and I and, and in seeing him say the beginning of the end, I know that the last quarter moon is the last phase that comes before the new moon. Um and so the new moon represents the end. And so apparently he's saying, uh, because the moon is new and you're starting over, uh, but apparently he's saying the beginning of the end when the plant in in regards to planting, this is the moon, the last quarter moon where the plant is harvested and the parts remaining start to wither and die back into the ground, while what is left of the fruit also begins to prepare its seeds for planting. In the seasonal rotation, this phase, last quarter moon, corresponds to the fall equinox. During this phase, you are, that starts next Wednesday, you are an exemplar of the tearing down of the old structure to prepare the way for the new one. Uh, 
This is kind of characterized by a crisis in consciousness whereby you cannot get with the current scheme of things and desire to change it. You possess a core level of discontent with the existing social structures you find in your environment. And lastly, to round it out, is just a little bit more information that may help you understand a bit more about these third quarter or last quarter moons, okay? This is this is coming from astrologysoul.com. <clears throat> And it just reads, the third quarter moon is like the preparation for the balsamic moon. The third quarter follows the disseminating moon. I just read y'all about that disseminating moon, and right after that is uh, which we're, the disseminating moon is what we're moving into after tonight. The third quarter moon, which I'm reading to, about to you now, it begins this time next week, okay? I'm giving it to you a week ahead. Uh, the third quarter moon follows the disseminating moon, which is the high fun point of the entire lunar cycle. In the disseminating moon, everything comes up roses. The disseminating moon contains Sagittarius ninth house kind of energies. If you look at it from a natural perspective, and that's a good way to look at it because the disseminating moon is a blast. Sagittarius kind of rules fun and stuff. But it ends, like every other cycle, it ends. Then comes the third quarter. He was mentioning about the disseminating moon, and now he's talking about the third quarter. The party's over. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you want to look at it that way, if the third quarter moon means the party's over, then definitely enjoy um, the next week from today to when we are on the line again, you guys. He says that uh, the party's over, at least if you are still clinging to the ego-gratifying attachments of the disseminating moon. So this week, have fun, you know what I mean? But next week when the new phase comes, avoid clinging, <laughs> to uh, the ego-gratifying attachments of, of this week that we got left. And such clinging is practically inevitable. You know, everybody kind of wants to, you know, milk stuff and ride things till the wheels fall off and tear the roof off the sucker and, you know, that's natural. <laughs> Uh, he goes on to say what you learn at the third quarter is some significant some significant degree of failure, and that humbles you. But that's the point. He goes on to say, I know a lot of third quarter moons, and by that he means people who were born at the third quarter moon. I can tell you when you were born. I know for a fact I was born at a new moon, and that has significance over my personality. And so he's referring to the personalities of people who were born at a third quarter moon. He says, I know a lot of third quarter moons, and the thing that I notice about every one of them is that their ambition to disseminate something to the world, leftover attachments to the disseminating phase, fails to some significant degree. They have to become humble. They have to begin to let go of what ego thinks it wants and needs. The third quarter moon is like the preparation 
for the balsamic moon. The person must meet this failure head on. Let go of their desires and open to spirit only for direction. Quarter moon naturally contains Capricorn 10th house energy, shows how difficult this can be, however. And breaking in real quick, y'all know a little bit about that. If you listened to the beginning of the show where I was really enjoying talking about the uh, Capricorn full moon, Capricorn ruled by Saturn, um, and obviously they're introducing in this short little paragraph about the 10th house, all same thing, all very correlated and interconnected. And so I was telling y'all the Capricorn Saturn 10th house, that's the limiting, restricting, structuring, disciplining, you know, hardworking, but it's also the rewards and the success and all that that comes from it. So third quarter moon that starts next Wednesday, it's going to have this energy to it, okay? So just be on the lookout. Uh, it's He states, uh, wrapping it up, he states the third quarter is where Capricorn ambitions must fail, must fail, and become humble. And maybe this, uh, he, he says, uh, tough task, but of course it can be done. And I, that just triggered me to thinking about the fact that it's not, to me it's not coincidental that we're having a full moon in Capricorn. Whatever is being, uh, light is being shed on uh, that is Capricornian in nature, that is requiring you to look at it in a, in a more structured way, maybe to structure or restructure it. When the uh, third quarter moon comes next Wednesday, it's going to be a divine reminder of that energy for about a week. So you're looking at a couple of weeks here now. I'm talking about the full moon setting off this next seven days, and I'm talking about that third quarter moon coming with that uh, Capricorn energy on it also. That's two weeks. Don't, don't lose heart. Don't don't fear. Don't get sad or or disgruntled or aggravated or saying negative. Raise your vibration and know that the highest expression of this energy can be some self-discipline. If you discipline and restrict and make responsible yourself, take full responsibility starting today, and let that third quarter moon coming up next week remind you to do it again and know that if you implement the highest expression of these energies that you don't have to worry about the low ones once again, okay? I'm going to wrap the show up with that. Double check we didn't have um, anybody new on the line or anybody who had been on the line that wanted to raise their hand. I don't see that. Um, So, we did it again, y'all. It's so powerful. Next week, you're going to be able to listen to the show again, or if you're listening to this in the archives and it's already next week, this this is real. I'm not making this up. It's provable. It's proven. And holler at us. Fool with us. We are here. We love you. See you next week. Peace.